Hey, I'm Pastor Rhonda. And I'm Pastor Seth. You're listening to Growing Hope, Living Faith. Well, welcome back to Growing Hope, Living Faith podcast. So we are so glad that you guys are listening in. And um, this is episode, I think, number 45. So I can't believe it. Pushing <laughs> on it towards 52 and yes. uh, be our first full year kind of uh, getting through. And um, yeah, you know, actually, I think we're going to be kind of transitioning back a little bit. Uh, so mm-hmm. we've kind of moved away from lectionary and um, tried some other things, but uh we both just kind of love lectionary and right. kind of gives us a little bit of direction. So I think we're going to be kind of pushing back towards lectionary right. and uh, the, the studying and, and all that kind of stuff. So I think it'll be good. I'm excited about that. And uh, it makes it a little easier on us, I guess, just right. to know, uh, you know, as far as, as conversation. So do have a big congratulations to you. You mm-hmm. had a song cut by yes. a group and uh, this is good. So good. Oh, thank you. Yes. Yeah, Promised Land Quartet, uh, they recorded one of the songs I had co-written at a retreat. And, uh, you know, I talk about retreats yeah. all the time on here, but I read it at a retreat last um, November and with two other guys and um, they're just awesome writers Chris Binion and Daryl Williams and we wrote a song called Back in the Grave and Promised Land Quartet they're on the Stowtown record label yes. they picked it up and they did such a I, I don't know I, yep. it just makes me smile every time I hear it because I've never heard like all guys sing something yeah. I've written and um, usually I can sing stuff that you know I, I have a part in writing and I can't sing this one really because it's got this big bass slide mm. at the end but um, but yeah and I have another song coming out and I, I need to wait before I tell any more about yes. that but anyway it's really it's it's awesome. Yeah, it's crazy. Living the dream. Yes, yes. <laughs> we'll put a link uh, to that in okay. our bio. So, um, man, if you would like to go hear it, you can go support it. I think uh, it's like on uh, Apple iTunes and different things. You yes. can go and, and buy it and support Pastor right. Rhonda and yes. uh, hear Thank that you. song. And um, yeah, Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes, or you can go to Promised Land Quartet um, website. We'll we'll link that if you like the hard copy. I have cool. had a few people to say I couldn't pull it up. I'm like, do you have Apple Music? Yeah. Do you have of iTunes or Spotify, and they're like, no. So uh, you can get a hard copy CD. Oh, very nice. And every song is on there. I just want to, because I have friends that have other cuts, and I've listened to the whole thing, and it's all good. Excellent. It's all good. Yeah, so the hope is that maybe it'll get a uh, singled, right? Yes. That's the goal, is yes. uh, for it to singled on the radio, and that would be uh, obviously fantastic. So hoping for that. You're going to be preaching this Sunday, too. Yes. You've got so much stuff going on. I do, I do, I do. I'm be... excited. I, I love our friends at Woodstock, Church yep. of the Nazarene, Pastor Lewis and Allison Stark. I yes. just, I really think the world of them and I will be filling in for him this Sunday. That's awesome. So, yep, I've had the opportunity to preach there. So we definitely appreciate those opportunities and yes. try to take them when we can get them. And so we're going to be preaching on lectionary. Yes. And so it's kind of fitting. You're not necessarily going to be preaching on the passage that we're going to be looking at today. Um, so um, we're going to be looking at the Romans passage, I think is the one that we've landed on as far as really trying to dive in and then you know this is a great one um yes. you know maybe a good one to get back into lectionary with i guess and uh it's one that um it's hard you know mm-hmm. it's really really hard um, especially in the day and age that we live in and um trying to uh, i guess get as much meaning um and bring it forward allow it to be what it is was back then but then bringing it forward to the best of our ability and then also reading it through the lens of Jesus, I think, is very, very important as well. And um, and so, uh, yeah, we're going to try to do that today to the best of our ability. And um, I think we're going to read it twice. 
So yes. we might read it in normal. Yeah. <laughs> and then I think we're going to read the message um, yeah. as well. Um, so if you want me to read this, uh, I have it pulled up. Uh, I can read uh, the normal, normal version. The normal version. <laughs> so why is that? <laughs> what is your normal? <laughs> it's not King James. <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> Okay, maybe not a not maybe not the normal version. Um, I'll read this version, and then um, we'll let you read the message version. Well, we'll come back to that at the end. I think. All right, we can do that. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. All right, so um, yeah, so uh, Romans fourteen one through twelve, uh, and it reads like this: Welcome those who are weak in faith, but not for the purpose of quarreling over opinions. Woo! <laughs> so good. Some believe in, any, in eating anything, while the weak eat only vegetables. Those who eat must not despise those who abstain, and those who abstain must not pass judgment on those who eat, for God has welcomed them. Who are you to pass judgment on servants of another? It is before their own Lord that they stand or fall, and they will be upheld, for the Lord is able to make them stand. Mm, it's so pivotal. Some judge one day to be better than another, while others judge all days to be alike. Let all be fully convinced in their own minds. Those who observe the day, observe it in honor of the Lord. Also, those who eat, eat in honor of the Lord, since they give thanks to God. While those who abstain, abstain in honor of the Lord and give thanks to God. We do not live to ourselves, and we do not die to ourselves. If we live, we live to the Lord, and if we die, we die to the Lord. So then, whether we live or whether we die, we are the Lord's. For to this end, Christ died and lived again, so that he might be Lord of both the dead and the living. Why do you pass judgment on your brother or sister? Or you, why do you despise your brother and sister? For we will all stand before the judgment seat of God. For it is written, as I live, says the Lord, every knee shall bow to me and every tongue shall give praise to God. So then each of us will be accountable to God. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's amazing to me that um, sometimes I think that our little petty indifferences and differences that we have with one another, we think that we can get get away with criticism and judgment and all that. But mm. relationships are so important, mm. you know, that there would be this whole, and really the other lectionary passages are about relationships right. and about forgiveness and, and that kind of thing. But um yeah, our relationships and how we treat one another is so important. And really, it goes back to the big picture of why Jesus came to earth. You mm. know, it was so that, you know, not only would we be reconciled to him, but we would be reconciled to each other. Yeah. How we treat each other is so important. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, I, I think this passage really boils down to do we trust God? And, and I, I just I feel like so many times. Some of our stuff really does come back to this, but uh, do we trust God to be the judge? And um, sometimes I don't, I don't know if we, we necessarily do. Um, you know, we all, we talk about this relationship with, with God that, you know, that's what salvation is. And yes, uh, community should help inform our relationship with God um, on a very, very deep level and how we live community and how we go about doing community. Um But, you know, sometimes like at, at the end of the day, you know, especially with this passage, you know, God's the one that we're accountable to, you know, I'm not accountable to 
you per se, now there is this thing in community where we do push each other, we do challenge each other, we do encourage each other, and we try to hold each other accountable on, on, on certain things. But at the very, very end of the day, you know, we are accountable to God. And um, if, as far as, you know, that relationship that we have with God is that as we are journeying on this faith, we're going to dissect this passage a little bit more, um, you know, as, as I'm journeying with God and, and you know, building that relationship, and I feel like he's revealing to me, you know, we can have conversations about maybe some of the things I feel like God's revealed to me, and that's part of community, and then we can debate, and we can dialogue, and we can have these opinions. But then we get to hopefully, once again, to the end of the conversation, and we we come away, and even if we don't agree, we can still say, hey, we're brothers and sisters. I'm not going to judge you. You know, I'm not going to. Um, but it's 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 not an easy thing to do in our day and age. And the church has moved away from debating and talking well and conversing well to this place of, um, unfortunately, everything is pretty stringent, I feel like. I don't know. Right. It is, everybody is in a different place, you know, and you have, you come together in the body of Christ, in the local mm-hmm. church. You come together with um, different backgrounds and different um, beliefs. And in right. this you know, situation in this church, you know, you had people that were the Jewish people right. and uh, then you had, you know, the Greeks and you had people that kind of had, you know, backgrounds with both. Even all the, the Jews didn't really agree because mm. they had some that followed, you know, more strict sex and that kind of thing. But um, I think what's really interesting here is that Paul kind of divides them up into two categories like you have the weak mm. and then you have the strong right and it seems like um the people that are weak in the faith they're the ones that tend to be more judgmental mm. about the the stronger having liberty to do mm. things oh, that's good. and then the strong people despise the weak yep. like you know and we've got to find some balance there you know because yep. Not everybody, I mean, these were legitimate issues, like the eating, you mm, know, they, yep. those were legitimate issues because they were worried that the food had been, you know, offered to idols and that kind of thing. And they thought they were just steering clear. And of course, then you have the more mature people and the stronger people in the faith going, oh, it's all okay, yep. you know, just because, you know, and, um, but man, what patience we have to have with one another. Yeah. On a very deep level. And I imagine when he told them that some of you are weak and some of you are strong, every one of them thought they were strong. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> and that, that's what tends yeah. to happen too. Like yeah. we, yeah, we get so set, dead set, and we puff ourselves up if we're not mm-hmm. very careful. And like I said, I think that that's the reality of what's, you know, what what is happening here. It's so easy to puff yourself up and to puff your opinions up that you... You think, like I said, we think we've got it all figured out. And when we think we've got it all figured out, then that's that's when it's so much more easier to begin to pass judgment on people, um, to pass judgment on brothers and sisters right. who maybe have different opinions. Um, and that's what he says, you know, like, welcome to those who are weak, not for the purpose of quarreling over opinions. You know what right. I'm saying? Like, and, you know, at, at the end of the day, as we are on this journey and as we are coming to know God and understand God to the best of our ability. As we are entering into com- community together, we all have different experiences in life. Um, your experiences haven't been my experiences. Um, the teachings I've received haven't been the teachings you've received. Right. And so we have all, we all come from all of these different perspectives. And so to think that, man, all of our thoughts and our opinions 
how we live out our faith, like you said, mm-hmm. by what we eat, what we don't eat. Um, like, man, to think that all of that is going to be the same for everybody, right. because I mean, it's just it's so unrealistic. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's the reason that, like, for the Pharisees, they held on to the law because the law was this very mm-hmm. tangible thing that this tells us, yes, this is what we're supposed to be. We're supposed to do this day in and day out. We can't eat this. We can't do that. We can't work on the Sabbath. We can't work on the Sabbath. Right. Uh, you know, like, this is what we can't do on the Sabbath. This is like, and so it makes it much, much more tangible. And, and the Sabbath was even mentioned in there. It didn't say the Sabbath, but, you know, the some days are holy days. Are, right. Yeah, right. exactly. Like, and so, like, it's it's not that those are necessarily bad, but it's it's so easy for us as the church to try to do that even now that we we try to hold on to these things and say no these are such pivotal things um, and when we do that then that's when it becomes so much more easier and you know even Christ you know we look at the reality of Christ in even in Philippians I think I think it's in Philippians that. Like the call of the churches and the call of the people of God is just to have this humility, the same humility as Christ, mm-hmm. who who didn't even consider you know himself even equal, equal. with God, you yeah. know, like and submitted with himself me. to death. Yeah, and so, man, think about that reality that if we are approaching our walk and our faith and our brothers and sisters with this humility, then judgment should be the very, very last thing in our mind, even if they're doing things that right. we don't necessarily agree with. Right. And I was looking at verse five where it says one person thinks that some some days should be set aside as holy and another thinks that each day is pretty much like any other. There are good reasons either way. You know, I love that. So each person is free to follow the convictions and the conscience. Yeah. You know, we've got to respect that. And then, you know, I think I don't know what verse it was, but the language of Lord, you Mm. know, Um, when we have. Christ is Lord of, of our life, he's going to take us through transformation that's just going to look different right. from everyone else. And I think we've mentioned this before where, um, you know, he may tap on my heart and say, don't listen to secular music, you know, because it's not good for you. But that doesn't mean that secular music is a sin for everybody in the whole world, right. you know, but, you know, he knows each of us so individually well that he knows that's going to lead you astray where it not, it may not lead someone else astray. I'm thinking about my kids laugh at me because I'm not a yoga fan Mm -hmm. because I'm kind of like the, maybe I'm the weak in the faith where I, um, you know, when they talk about the eating meat that sacrificed to idols, I just can't bring myself to get in these (laughs) positions that Mm -hmm. have the hand gestures and the meditation Mm. And um, my kids are like, Mom, come on, you can do yoga with us. I'm like, no, no, I can't. But it's the same type thing because, you know, the argument is, you know, it doesn't have anything to do with that. If you're a Christian, it doesn't mean just because you're putting yourself in that position. It's just a great stretch. Just do that. But I struggle with that. And, um, you know, and I think we have to respect each other in the fact that our transformation is going to look differently. Yep. I mean, there's some things that's black and white. I think it's very clear where it says, you know, don't kill somebody, don't murder. Um, But, I mean, there's so many great areas that I think that he will work out our own, you know, transformation process. Yeah, and it's hard because this, Paul eventually gets to this kind of idea that, we just don't know people's hearts. We don't. Right. And and I think that that's, that's what he's essentially saying, like, 
people like they may eat different food, but if they're doing it to honor the Lord, like right. who are you? You know, like who are you to say no? That right. is that is wrong, and it's like. That's really, really hard, like I said, I think for the church to hear because we have built up in our heads and in our brains Mm -hmm. that there is this one way. And it's, like I said, I'm not saying that there's multiple ways to God or whatever, um, but it's like that that when you come, you have to come to this place. And once you come to this place, the goal more often than not, like I said, is is not to make people look like Jesus. It's to make them look like mm. us. And, and I think that that's the problem. When we're trying to make people look like us, we've lost the whole mentality of the kingdom of God, right. of what the kingdom is all about. And then you have people that would take a passage like this and then say, well, what do you do with the passages that tell us that we are to judge? Mm. Um, you know, I was looking at that this morning, too, because, you know, there's one passage I'm thinking of where Jesus tells us to judge. Um, But it's just a whole different can of worms. You know, being fruit inspectors is a totally different thing than this. This is like petty indifferences. This is like, you know, this is a totally different thing. Right. And this is within the church too. Right. Um, You know, like I said, I don't think it's our job really to judge other people uh, outside of the church. This doesn't give us necessarily free reign. Um, But I think this really does have a a huge meaning of how do we treat each other inside of the church? Um, And, you know, I think if we can try to begin to wrap our minds around that a little bit, um, man, like we don't, we don't know people's heart. And like I said, we got to trust God. And that's what's so cool. Like most people would look at the Exodus passage and be like, man, this doesn't really, doesn't really fit. But man, we serve the God who can literally send fire, you know, to mm-hmm. separate the people of God from the Egyptians, right? We send, we serve the God yeah. that can part the Red Sea. Like, like this is the God that we serve. He is big and he is capable. And yeah. so we've got to trust and allow God to be God and allow him to be the judge and then realize that when we gather as community, like, yes, we, we journey and we, we try to dictate theology. You're talking about theology, right? We talk about theology. We talk about our beliefs. We talk about a lot of these things. But at the end of the day, we can't judge the heart. And right. therefore, the call is not that we judge people or judge our brothers and sisters. Um, but, but it's very freeing and liberating to, to have this mentality of all being truly welcome right. to come and be a part to journey together. And as we are building relationship, we're building relationship with God. And as people's relationship with God grows, we're there for each other to encourage each other, to continue to push each other so that maybe when people are having these crises of faith that, you know, maybe they've been walking with God and then all of a sudden God reveals something to them Mm. that is huge, man, we're there to help support. We're there to encourage. We're there to build up. We're there to, um, to be a part of the growing process to whereas if we've been judgmental, then, First off, it's going to turn people away from, I think, actually hearing God and maybe hearing some of the things that God may be trying to tell them. Because if someone is sitting there and telling somebody, hey, this is wrong, don't do this, it's like a kid, right? You tell a kid something like, hey, this is wrong, don't do this. What are they going to do? They they want to go do it, right? They're going to go do it. And they're not going to. And so, and that might actually close them off from being able to hear the voice of God. So how do we create an environment where people come and they feel welcomed and they can just come as they are and it's not a place. And like I said, I think that that's, that's what church should be. It's not a place where they come and they're beaten down and they leave however many inches or feet lower than when they came in. That's not what the church is about. Right. 
And, and I, I, if we make it about that, then I think we're missing it. And I think that's where the Matthew passage kind of comes in because yeah. it's on forgiveness. Uh-huh. And, you know, there's going to be times that we do fall short. There's going to be times that we do step on each other's toes or we, you know, we we criticize or take lightly someone's yep. conviction or whatever. And I think that's why we do have to, to let those offenses go and mm. we have to release someone and forgive, you know, and those, those kind of things. So that other passage is kind of coming back to my mind. It's good. And also I think about our conversation that we had with pastor Jacoby Campbell, mm. when he said that church should be a place that we practice, um, you know, it's where we need to have conversations. Well, mm. tell me why you don't eat you know, anything but vegetables. Tell right. me why, you know, and just listen, you know, just yep. listen and validate one another's, you know, convictions. Yeah. On a very, very deep level. And to me, something beautiful can happen within the church. I think if, if we, if we operated this way and um, it's like I said, it's liberating, it's freeing. And, um, cause the day is going to come once again. And that's what Paul says, you know, as I live, every knee is going to bow. Every tongue is going to confess. Yeah. You know? I read a commentary this morning about everybody side by side right. on their knees. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it's like you can't be looking at anybody yeah. else because, you know, you're all doing the same thing. Yep. You're all confessing. Yeah. And and then that last verse, once again, it says it all. So then each of us shall be accountable to God. We're all right. accountable to God. Um, and that's the end all be all. And you know, for us, I think that should push us and should encourage us, man, to really explore the the width and the depth of the faith to the best of our ability. Um, not that we should be afraid, I think, or scared to stand before God and to be accountable to God. But, um, but if we live our lives in that mentality, right, then then it's going to be a lot easier, not necessarily easier, but we will live out the fruits of the spirit. We mm. will live the faith that God desires for us to live. If we live out with that mentality that we are ultimately going to be accountable to God, and then it, it should push us just to drive right. us to be the very people that God really desires for us to be. And um, so, yeah, I mean, like I said, I think this is, this is such an important passage for the church on such a, such a deep level. Right. Um, man, if we could wrap our minds around it, mm. It helps me to wrap my mind around it in the message because it's just so like, it's, I don't know, it's kind of the in your face translation. Yeah, let's hear it. (laughs) But it says, welcome with open arms, fellow believers who don't see things the way you do and don't jump all over them every time they do or say something you don't agree with. Even when it seems that they are strong on opinions, but weak in the faith department, remember they have their own history to deal with. Treat them gently. Isn't that good? Oh, yeah. Um, For instance, a person who has been around for a while might be convinced that he can eat anything on the table, while another with a different background might assume he should only be a vegetarian and eat according. My my thing just jumped. Hold on. No worries. (laughs) Be a vegetarian and eat accordingly. But since both are guests at Christ's table, wouldn't it be terribly rude if they fell to criticizing what the other ate or didn't eat? God, after all, invited them both to the table. Do you have any business crossing people off the guest list or interfering with God's welcome? If there are corrections to be made or manners to be learned, God can handle that without your help. (laughs) I love it. 
Or say one person thinks that some days should be set aside as holy and other thinks that each day is pretty much like any other. There are good reasons either way. So each person is free to follow the convictions of conscience. What's important in all of this is that you keep a holy day. Keep it for God's sake. If you eat meat, eat it to the glory of God and thank God for prime rib. If you're a vegetarian, (laughs) eat vegetables to the glory of God and thank God for broccoli. (laughs) None of us are permitted to insist on our own way in these matters. It's God we're answerable to, all the way from life to death and everything in in between, not each other. That's why Jesus lived and died and then lived again so that he could be our master across the entire range of life and death and free us from the petty tyrannies of each other. I know. So where does that leave you? Oh, it just jumped again. Okay, so where does that leave you when you criticize a brother? And where does that leave you when you condescend, condes, I can't say that word, condes, condescend to a sister? Yes. I'd say it leaves you looking pretty silly or worse. Eventually, we're all going to end up kneeling side by side in the place of judgment, facing God. Your critical and condescending ways aren't going to improve your position there one bit. Read it for yourself in scripture. As I live and breathe, God says, every knee will bow before me. Every tongue will tell the honest truth that I and only I am God. So mind your own business. You've got your hands full just taking care of your own life before God. Mm. You just want to go a little drum roll. There. That's so good. Isn't that good? Yeah, it's so good. And it's, it's all over scripture, you know, um, that mentality. I mean, it's just, you know. Why worry about the speck of dust in your brother's eye when you have the plank in your own eye? Like it's, we can't, and this is really cool because this, and I I don't know if we've talked about this or not, but this gets back to really the mind frame of a program, um, celebrate Mm -hmm. recovery. Um, I don't know if anybody's ever been a part of it. It's a great program. I've been through it. Um, everybody should go through it at least once, um, if not continually. Um, but it is this mentality that if you are a worker or a facilitator for celebrate recovery, one of the most important things and one of the first rules is you are not here to fix people. Mm-hmm. You're not here to fix people. You cannot even fix yourself. Right. So what makes you think that you can fix someone else? That's good. And it's so easy for us to get into this fixed mentality. And we want to have this fixed mentality because we've maybe perpetuated this lie that Jesus should fix everything. And when you come to Jesus and everything is supposed to be perfect, so everything needs to be fixed. And it's just not the reality of the kingdom or life, you know, life happens. And the beautiful thing about walking with Jesus is when life happens, we're not alone. We're right. not alone. And um, so as life happens, then then we, we have someone who helps us navigate, who help us, helps us journey through it. And so, man, it's so good. And it's such an important reminder for us as the church, man, that if, if we could just somehow grasp this idea and hold on to this idea, man. It'd be huge. It'd be huge. I'm thinking of my theology class, the incarnation. That's the whole reason why Jesus, God, came to dwell in the flesh Mm -hmm. is so that he would understand how to walk with us through, you know, every single situation, every disappointment, every pain, every hurt, every frustration, everything that we go through. He gets it. He's been here. He knows. And he's the, the God that on the cross, when he has every right to judge everybody. He's the, he's the God that says, you know what? 
don't hold this against them, God. Right. <laughs> don't hold this against them. Um, you know, oh, it's, it's so good and it's so hard. Just like I said, even with me, within my theology, with my opinions, you know, I've got strong opinions and convictions. Um, but I don't expect everybody else to have the same convictions and opinions that I have. Um, and if someone doesn't have the same convictions and opinions I have, I don't think I have a right to think that they're going to hell or whatever you want to say, you know, or that God's going to smite them or smote them, however you want to say it. Look um, down on them. Yeah, look down upon them or cause bad things to happen to them in their life or whatever. Like, it's it's not my position to be able to do that. Now, you know, I, I, I will still, you know, and my convictions and opinions change, you know, as I have conversations with people and all that, 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 that kind of stuff will change every once in a while. But yeah, like I don't know, I don't, I don't have a right to be able to stand up and to say, "Man, I've, I've got it all figured out," because I don't, I don't. I love the Psalm passage that it's um, in the lectionary this week. It's Psalm one hundred three, but I think it gives us such a glimpse. The Lord is this is um, one hundred three eight. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. Mm. Man, if we can learn that from Him. You know, yep. and learn to be slow to anger and to be gracious and merciful. And really, that's what the, the gospel passage is about. Mm. You know, the the unforgiveness, but really, all he wants from us is mercy. It's mm. good. It's good. Mercy so is really the heart of the gospel. It kind of bleeds through all of this. Oh, so good. Wow, this is really a great challenge. Mm. All of the passages this week is really yes. a great challenge. And we just have to stay humble before the Lord, humble before each other, submit to one another, and show mercy, show love, show grace. And I'm so thankful that He will help us do That's that because right. we are still in that learning process. Yep. Keep pushing in your faith. Yeah. Keep journeying in your faith. Keep right. growing in your faith. Right. And there's, I think if we do that, then hopefully that'll spill over to other right. people as well. Oh, man. So good. We are so glad that you joined us. Man, if you have any thoughts, comments, questions, concerns, whatever, um, song ideas, taglines uh, for songs, <laughs> any of that kind of stuff, there. <laughs> uh, then uh, we would love for you to be able to send those in. Uh, we have an email. It's growinghopelivingfaith at gmail.com. We also have a Facebook page. It's Growing Hope Living Faith Podcast. That's right. So, um, yep. Man, we are so thankful that you listened in. I'm excited to kind of get back into lectionary. Me too. To kind of have that steady study of scripture and a flow of scripture. And uh, man, we pray and hope that you uh, enjoy the journey with us. So um, well, we love you all and pray. Hope you have a great rest of your week. Grace and peace. God bless. Bye-bye.